the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. That is me. I am he. You are you. And the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. And those are our three criteria that John and I grade each other. Is this informational? Is this educational? I should say inspirational, educational, and is it applicationable? In other words, can you take what we covered today, And take that and go out and make today a better day than yesterday. That's what I mean by applicational. And so today, uh, we're going to cover an interesting topic, uh, dilemma. Dilemma. Uh, Dilemma is the word of the day. So a dilemma is a situation in which a difficult choice has to be made between two or more alternatives, especially equally undesirable ones. That's interesting. Uh, One of the definitions says a usually undesirable or unpleasant choice. Uh, A situation that requires a choice between options that are or seem equally unfavorable or unsatisfactory. Uh, A problem that seems to defy a satisfactory solution. Uh, Logic, an argument that presents two alternatives, each of which has the same consequences. Very interesting. Uh, This is my favorite definition of dilemma. A situation in which a difficult choice has to be made between two different things you could do. Let me give you a simple understanding of what the dilemma is. The movie Sophie's Choice. I've just heard about it. I did, read up on the little synopsis. I heard this in, in King of Queens years ago. Uh, someone had two choices. Doug had two choices. Either do, some, do A or do B. And he, Doug says, well, it's kind of like Sophie's Choice. And if you don't know why that, and then everybody... Because Sophie's Choice is where this woman has two children. And she has to decide which one's going to live and which one's going to die. Which one she gave the Nazis to go to the death camp and which one she gives the Nazis to go to the children's camp. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a dilemma. And we live in a world and a country full of dilemmas. But as we do so often, we like to start off all these shows in tribute to Paul Harvey with what we call story time with Mr. Black. So I got a story for you. A little boy wanted to meet God. He knew it was a long trip to where God lived. So he packed his suitcase with Twinkies and a six-pack of root beer. And he headed off for his long journey. When he'd gone about three blocks, he met an elderly man. The man was sitting in the park just by himself, minding his own business, in his thoughts, feeding some pigeons. The young lad sat down next to him and opened up his suitcase. 
He was about to take a drink from his root beer when he noticed that the man looked hungry. So he offered him a Twinkie. The man gratefully accepted it and smiled at the boy. And this man's smile was so pleasant that the boy wanted to see it again and again and again. So he offered him a root beer. Again, the man smiled at him with the biggest smile he'd ever seen. I mean, the boy was delighted. They sat there all afternoon, just eating, smiling, but never shared a word. As it grew dark, the boy realized how tired he was. So he got up to leave. But before he had gone more than a few steps, he turned around, ran back to the man, and gave him a huge hug. The man gave him his biggest smile ever. When the boy opened his door to his own house a short time later, his mother was surprised by the look of joy on his face. She asked him, What did you do today, son, that made you so happy? He replied, I had lunch with God. But before his mother could respond, he added, You know what? God's got the most beautiful smile I've ever seen. Meanwhile, the elderly man, also radiant with joy, returned to his home. His son was stunned by the look of peace on his face. Perplexed, he asked, Dad, what did you do today that made you so happy? He replied, I ate Twinkies in the park with God. However, before his son responded, he added, You know, he's much younger than I expected. See, ladies and gentlemen, too often, we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or even the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. People come into our lives for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. It is our opportunity to embrace all equally. You know, the Bible talks about that we could have been entertaining angels, but not known. And so we got to understand our belief system dictates everything. We have a structured belief system. The first night in my leadership training, and you can read about it if you go to likeitmatters.net, I challenge the structure of people's belief system. I teach them how to stand. I teach them how to breathe. And people go, wow, I've been in leadership training all my life. I've never been to a class. Number one, where the first thing they do is work on my belief systems. Number two, they work on how I stand. And number three, they work on how I breathe. What does this have to do with leadership? And I'm going to tell you right now, it has everything to do with leadership. Because it's how we work. It's how we're made. It's the things that we believe that cause us to do the things that we do. You got to realize that. And right now, there's a battle going on. And people aren't sure of what to do. They're not sure of how to handle themselves. Today, we're going to go into all the dilemmas out there because there's a lot of struggles. There's a lot of things going on that people don't know how to handle. How do I handle this? How do I handle that? You know, I look at things and things don't make sense. So remember, the basis of what I do is I don't just give opinion. I share science, biology, psychology, leadership, the basics of how your mind works, how you create experience, how that machine of a body works, how the mind that runs that machine works, all those things. 
From that, we make choices. We make decisions. From that, we do or do not do. And right now, one thing that is huge in America today is we are confused. Many of us are facing huge dilemmas. Who do I serve? When the will of my state or the will of my country goes against the will of my God, who do I follow? When knowing who I am and understanding I want to be that man and then presented with activity that I believe violates who I am and why I'm here, what to do? So today we're going to go through some of these issues. You know, I do a lot of posting on on social media, on Facebook. And please, if you're on Facebook, like us, uh, join us, facebook.com slash L-I-M radio. And I got this simple little post that has got more attention than anything I posted. I post some good stuff. It's got about 50 shares and over 60 or 70 comments, I think it is, or just little notes, like smiley face or whatever it is. And it says this, to be in a country that is in a forced lockdown but has open borders makes no sense at all. Do you see any logical person that looks like that? Like, we can't go to church. We can't do this. We can't gather. We got churches being shut down. We got all kinds of stuff. People losing their businesses. People losing their homes. We can't, our kids can't go to school. But yet our borders put wide open. And anybody from anywhere in the world can come in at any time, no matter what, because Joe Biden says, let them all in. Again, why you will not hear that they're finding terror suspects at the border. But the media won't tell you about it. Why? Because that's what we're going to talk about today. There's a dilemma. Cognitive dissonance. When what you believe goes against what you're hearing and being a part of, what to do. And that's the true dilemma. So I am Mr. Black, and we'll be right back. stimulus and the response there is a space and in that space is your power your freedom dr victor frankel in this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion our daily choices matter more and they are more consequential times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes a deeper understanding a bigger picture so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters mr black is excited to announce the release of his newest book way of the warrior a daily devotional bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. 
you'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Contact us for a free consultation at KeeganLawOffice.com. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Use your head, man. Amen. That's why we're on the radio at Like It Matters Radio, so we can teach you how to use what God's given you. Not just your head, but your head and your heart. It is the ultimate double helix, emotional intelligence. It is the emotional use of intelligence and the intelligent use of emotions. And what America is lacking today is some severe emotional intelligence. I am Mr. Black, and you are listening to Like It Matters Radio. Why is it Like It Matters? Because it's radio like it matters. Your time's valuable. We have the one commodity that is the rarest of all, and that is time. You know the old saying, right? We have If you had a bank account with $86,400 put in every day and there's no carryover, you must use all that money each day because at the end of the day, what's gone is gone. And tomorrow you start all over with a brand new $86,400. What would you do? Not only would you use it all, you'd use it all well. Well, that is our bank account called time. You can get a new heart. You can get a new head. Uh, John could get a new radio guy. I might be able to get a new pro- producer. You can get a new spouse. You could have another kid. Ask Job, right? You can replace anything nowadays. But the one thing we cannot replace is our time. It is one of the rarest of commodities because God's already had a fixed amount for us. God knew our first day and our last day at the same time before we ever were. And so what are you wrapped up in, warrior? What are you worried about? Whether it's coronavirus, whether it's hit by a car, whether it's coronary heart disease, guess what? It's already been scripted. It's already been written. Remember, God has omniscience, perfect knowledge. If God were to ever learn one single thing, he would cease to be God. Put that one on. It's logic. See, that's what I do. I teach you how to logically approach. You know, a few weeks back, uh, I was talking to God, and 
you know, I really want to be the, the man that God wants me to be. I don't want to do what you want me to do. I don't want to do what Nick Anderson wants me to do or what John wants me to do. I don't want to do what I want me to do. I want to do what God wants me to do. And so I'm talking to God saying, man, because I can be pretty intense on social media. Uh, and I know how to use words. I'm a surgeon. Sometimes I do surgery with my words without anesthesia. Ouch. Yeah. And so it's one of my strengths that can also become one of my weaknesses. That's how usually strengths are. And so I'm talking to God and I'm uh, questioning, God, am I, am, I, am I sinning here? Am I doing something wrong? Uh, should I not be posting on social media? And, he, you know, and then I hear this voice in my head. Now, when I listen to the voice in my head, I ask myself this question. Is that me? Is that God? Or is that the devil? Because only one of three has any value, but they all sound like me because they're in my head. Just like in your head, they all sound like you. But we are called to have discernment. A sheep know the shepherd's voice. So we need to tune to that voice. And so I believe it was God talking to me. And he says, Black, you're not posting on social media to change people's opinion or minds. Because nobody's mind is being changed on social media. It's just being reinforced. The voice said that you're posting on social media to give my people permission to fight. You're posting on social media to give my children an example of how to fight well, of how to use logic, of how to use words, of how to use the word in an intellectual way. Because with all the confusion, I always say this, the enemy's number one weapon formed against us is confusion. Confusion. Think about that. Because when you're confused, you're very trepidous, right? You're, you're trepidatious with your walk. You, you, you're gingerly. You know, you don't step out. Think about that, right? When you're confused, you don't step out. When you're confused, you don't speak up. When you're confused, you don't act out or act up. That's why he uses it to stop us. And so you got to understand that we're going to have dilemmas. The Bible's clear. If you're a child of God, the world's going to hate you. I'm amazed at how many of you who uh, identify, I'll use the world's word, identify as Christians. But your life is going swell. You might want to check your passport. Last time I checked, they crucified Christ. Last time I read my good book, which was this morning, it says, the world's going to hate you because they hated me first. He says, the love of God means enmity with the world. And if you're in love with the world, he says, the love of God cannot be in you. Some of you need to listen to the second half of the gospel. Your Bible broke on the first half, that you just got Jesus as this lamb, as this, as this little creature who can't speak up, who just sits on your shoulder and, and just wants, to, wants you to be a friend and just wants you to let him in your heart because Jesus needs you so bad. <laughs> we got it backwards, people. Jesus doesn't need us. We need him. Big difference. It reminds me of this, the joke, you know, three umpires are sitting in a bar uh, at, at having drinks, and they're in a debate. And this is actually, I did a little research on this morning. Professor Harvey Cantrell, he told the story. First time he told it was 1957. Story about jokes, I mean a story about strikes and balls. So the three umpires are talking. The first umpire calls them as he sees it. They were talking about strikes and balls. So the first umpire says, I call them as I see them. Second umpire says, I call them as they are. The third umpire says, they're nothing. 
until I call him. And that's interesting. And I was reading through this whole thing, and it showed up first in 1957 in the American Journal of Psychiatry, Perception of the Interpersonal Relationships. Then it showed up in uh, 1960 uh, in Reflections on the Human Venture. It showed up again in 1962, Psychology Foundations of Education, an Introduction to Human Development and Learning. Just fascinating. And the story concerns three baseball umpires that we were just talking about. And they were discussing some of their problems in their profession. Now, what I'm going to read to you now is in my birth year, uh, uh, 1965 August, because this really, to me, puts it in perspective. And this is by Sidney J. Harris. said, the above item reminded me of a story by Professor Hadley Cantrell, the social psychologist, and explained the different ways we can approach what is right and what is wrong in such matters. So he goes on and says, three umpires were discussing the problems of their occupation. One said, some are balls and some are strikes. I call them as they are. The second said, yeah, some are balls and some are strikes. I call them as I see them. But the third umpire spoke up and said, I see them coming across. And some are balls and some are strikes. But they ain't nothing until I call them. That is so powerful. And this last little sentence that he adds to this, and this is, uh, who was again, Sidney J. Harris. He says, the third umpire was the only realistic one of the three. Think about this. The first one who says, I call them like they are, he was wrong. The second one was says, I call them as I see them, was more right. But it's the third umpire that really got it right. Think about this. What is called a strike or a ball in baseball depends not, N-O-T, not on the absolute truth of each pitch. Think about that. Have you ever watched baseball? Have you ever seen balls that were called strikes? Have you ever seen strikes that were called balls? Absolutely. The answer has to be yes, right? So think about this. In baseball, whether something is a strike or a ball depends not on the absolute truth of each pitch, but on the decision of the umpire. In a real sense, each pitch is nothing until the umpire calls it. Now, that might feel like a slight difference, but that's a massive difference. And if you understand what this story is about psychologically, It is the dilemma that we are in now in America. Don't you get the whole purpose I was talking to God when I shared earlier about my social media stuff? Because I get attacked by a lot of people. And some are supposed to actually be my brothers and sisters. Some who, quote, identify. And I'm using that word today. Because most people who call themselves Christians, I got to be honest with you, I don't think they're going to be in heaven. And Billy Graham said that to us. Billy Graham said that to us years ago, that 67% of people in church are dead. Again, uh, Matthew seven thirteen through 15 says, many will say, Lord, Lord. But he'll say, I never knew you. But he'll say, yeah, 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 you did, remember? I was the guy with all the works, remember? Uh, I was the guy that uh, did miracles in your name. I was the guy that cast out demons in your name. I was the guy that prophesied in your name. And then Jesus will say, I never knew you. Be gone from me, you worker of iniquity. Don't you get it? Just because you think that you can make it in your image and do things the way you want doesn't make it so. Because there is one 
who knows what a ball looks like, feels like, sounds like, acts like. And there is one who knows what a strike looks like, sounds like, acts like. Don't you get it, the word sin? The word sin gives it away right there. The word sin's an archery term. It means to miss the mark. We've all been given gifts and talents. We've all been given pieces of light. And what we do with those, we'll be judged by. And so we got to look at the structure of our belief systems. Because you got to know who you are, why you're here, who you are. And so after break, we're going to go through something called the logical levels. That we have six levels that we store beliefs on. And it's really important. And the hierarchy of those beliefs are what's called spirit, our connection to the bigger universe. And the low level of those beliefs are a place called environment. Because you can change your environment without changing who you are. But until you change your connection spiritually to this world, uh, nothing else really matters. And so the dilemma that's being faced in a country today is who will you serve? Today, we need to choose. Will you continue to serve the gods of this country? Or you will serve the God of the universe. I am Mr. Black, and we'll be right back. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. From executive producer and MyPillow founder, Mike Lindell, comes the hilarious new faith-based comedy, Church People, with a special guest appearance from Mike himself. Church People is a hilarious, heartwarming reminder that the gospel is enough. It all starts when America's youth pastor, Guy Sides, realizes he's stuck in the megachurch marketing machine and wants to find his passion again. But when Guy attempts to get back to the heart of ministry, he is thrust into the throes of dissuading his misguided church leadership from performing a strange and potentially blasphemous stunt for the upcoming Easter service while navigating his own personal problems. Church people will leave you laughing out loud while ultimately reminding you of the true meaning of the gospel. Watch Church People at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Use promo code MOVIE for additional savings. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. 
Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Oh, yeah, like that. Golden Mike, here I am. (laughs) This is Mr. Black with Like It Matters Radio. You are under construction. And today, we're talking about dilemma. And again, let me remind you what a dilemma is. A dilemma is a situation in which a difficult choice has to be made between two different things you could do. Let me tell you why it's so difficult. Everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. You got to understand this. Our belief systems uh, make us do what we do and also justify us not doing anything. I mean, you got to take a look at all these people that are being abused and beaten on in public, and yet so many people turn, shut the door, don't turn out, don't help them. And I'm telling you what's dealing, what's going on is they're having a dilemma in their structure of their belief systems. Maybe they believe, you know, I don't want to get involved because then I'll get in trouble. Maybe they believe it's a white person, so they believe to get beat up. Maybe they believe that, you know, it's too dangerous, whatever it is. But the reason for their action or for their lack of action is driven by a belief system. And Dr. Adler, I think his name is Philip Adler, I think his first name is Philip Adler, famous psychologist, he says, by the time a child is, Alfred Adler, sorry, it's Alfred Adler, by the time a child is six years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. That means their basic structure of their belief. Remember the study of logotherapy shows that we have a will to meaning, that uh, uh, we always want to seek meaning for everything. That's why when a child is little, they ask, why, Mommy? Why, Daddy? Why, Daddy, did that guy say that to that person? Why, Mommy, did those two people do that? Why, Daddy, did I get in trouble when this happened? Why, Daddy, when I did that, did I not get in trouble? Why, Daddy, does that kid get to do that, but if I did that, I got in trouble? Don't you see? They're connecting dots. They're working on the structure of their belief system. And why it matters is because that belief system dictates everything we do or do not do. Why do you think this world, who hates God, is working to get our children so young? Don't you get it? By the time a child is six years old, a majority of their map reality is in place. So if they can confuse a child at four and five years old to make a boy think it's a girl, to make a girl think it's a boy, you know, little kids are watching what parents are watching. Little kids are walking into their parents doing things that they should be doing behind closed doors. All this stuff, what you put, what we're putting in kids' mind today is terrible. They're letting them watch the news where so much hatred and bigotry, right? And it's not, whenever we hear racism, we always think it's white people doing this to other people. No, it's not. Look at a lot of the Asian hate crime. You might want to look. It's not white people doing it. The color of skin of a lot of people doing this is a lot darker than the Asian people's skin. So, But we automatically believe that that's what's going on. And see, this goes back to the structure of our belief systems. There's something I like to in neurolinguistic programming, uh, which is my background, called the logical levels by Robert Diltz. Uh, and there's six levels. 
At the very bottom is environment. The very, above that is behavior. Above that is capabilities. Above that are beliefs and values. Above that is identity. And the very top level is spirit. Now, a couple of things to remember with the logical levels. It's much easier to change things at the bottom versus the top. Uh, in other words, it's a lot easier to change your behavior than your identity. That's why in human relations, there's a saying that you criticize the behavior and not the person. And you compliment the person and not the behavior. And if you look at the logical levels, that'll make sense logically why you do that. Because it's a lot easier to change what you do than who you are. So let me give you an example. I like to give this example. You've heard it. If you've listened to the show for a while, you've probably heard me say it before. I'll use the example of my son, my eldest son, Christian. So if your child lies to you or steals something or whatever, you would automatically say, well, you're a liar. You call them out on it. Or you're, you're a thief. You stole that, whatever it is. But if you think about it, you are is a form of I am. Don't you get it? Remember Jesus said, I am. I am. Before Abraham was I am. It's basically the name of God. It's not basically. It is the name of God. When Moses asked God, who shall I tell the people sent me? He said, tell them I am sent you. That is God's name. I am the bread of life, he said. I am the life and the truth and the way. I am the good shepherd. I am the water of life, right? I am the true vine. I, can't, I don't know if I missed, I probably did miss one in there, but I don't have it written down anywhere, right? That's identity. Nothing's going to change that identity because Jesus' identity and spirit are on the same level. They're the same level. But for us, if you say you are a liar, what we've just done is we've taken a piece of behavior that someone could change instantly. And now we've attached it to their identity. And why does that matter? Because as human beings, we act as if. That's why. We act as if. If someone's been told all their life that they have no value, how do you think they're going to act? If someone's been told all their life that all the problems that having is because that kid was brought into their life by accident. It was an unplanned pregnancy. We didn't want you. You weren't supposed to be here. And since you come along, our life's been screwed up. Boy, my life was a lot better before I had you. No, you would say no parent would ever say that to a kid. Oh, yeah, they do. I heard it before in my life. I've heard other people being told it before in my life. Absolutely have. See, we act as if. And so what you want to do is make sure that you keep behavior at the low, lower level where it belongs. Matter of fact, if you want to be a good leader, a good parent, you should always address the behavior and then do a backhanded buildup of the identity. So let me use the example of my son Christian. Instead of doing the wrong thing and ta- calling Christian a liar because he lied to me, and that's what most people do, let's be honest, what you do is you do this. Christian, you lied to me. That's not acceptable. You are better than that. Now, notice that you are better than that. That is a backhanded buildup. You've heard of the backhanded insult, but that's a backhanded buildup. It's kind of like a salesman asking the question, fair enough. Uh, I'll call you on Tuesday if I don't hear from you on Monday, fair enough. Or if you don't want two of them, I can get you three of them, fair enough. A good salesman needs to know fair enough, right? The good leader needs to know the phrase, you're better than that. Because it's a backhanded buildup. And so we want to do the same thing when you're complimenting somebody. You want to compliment their identity, not just behavior. It's a difference in levels, huge difference in levels. 
And so you go, man, you're showing up to work early all the time. It tells me so much about your character. You are a great team member. Man, if I had a, a team full of people like you, we could change this world. Now, notice I took a little bit of behavior, and I had that guy leaving my room feeling pretty good about himself. And that's what we're supposed to do. So we got to remember it's easier to change things at the bottom versus the top. And by the way, change takes place from the top down, not the bottom up. So Einstein had one of my favorite sayings, even though I didn't know what it meant. I thought it was pretty cool. He said, you can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. Remember, we talked about dilemma today. You can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. You must go the level above it. And so on the, uh, the logical levels, remember that from the top down, it's spirit, identity, beliefs and values, capabilities, behavior, environment. Those are the six. So if I want to deal with my capabilities, I don't deal with my capabilities. I go above that and deal with my beliefs and values. If I want to deal with my beliefs and values, I go above that to deal with my, uh, to, on my identity, to deal with my beliefs and values. This is why if you do not have a relationship with God or believe in God, that's fine. I treat everybody the same, still going to love on you, still going to serve you. But we got a dilemma. Because if you have a problem with your identity and there's nothing above you, you got a dilemma. Because the buck stops with you. See, when I have a problem with who I am, I go to the source. I go to my spiritual connection, God. I go to the Bible. I go to prayer. I seek answers from people who I believe know the Bible as good as I do or maybe better or have a, an intimate line of knowledge that I might not possess. And so you got to realize that change takes place from the top down, not the bottom up. And you can't change an issue at the same level it was created at. That's what it's talking about. And so from a psychological point of view, there are six levels that human beings work with the most often. The basic level is your environment, your external constraints. You operate on that environment through your behavior. Now, your behavior is guided by your mental maps, right, and your strategies, which define your capabilities. And these capabilities are organized by belief systems and values. Beliefs are organized by identity, and your identity derives its essential meaning from spirit. Why? Are you here? And so what you're dealing with, you've heard me talk about cognitive dissonance. And what cognitive dissonance is that there are two competing beliefs. But the problem why cognitive dissonance plays out the way it does is one of those beliefs is at a higher level. You know, it's what I call uh, the hall of fame of beliefs. You know, you got lots of different beliefs. I got a hall of fame of beliefs. You got beliefs that you're not really committed to. But some beliefs are tied to your, to your family. Some beliefs are tied to your identity. Like if you're a Muslim, if you're born in Pakistan, you don't convert to Islam. You don't choose Islam. Islam's part of your genetic makeup. It's your DNA. One of the biggest movements in the world right now is many Muslims are coming to a saving faith in Isa al-Masir, Jesus the Messiah. They still stay in Islam. They still stay at the mosque. But they're worshiping Jesus Christ. And so you got to understand your value that you put in your beliefs. And so today we're talking about dilemma, a situation in which a difficult choice has to be made between two things, different things that you could do. And what it dictates to really is those questions of who are you? Why are you here? What's your purpose? If today was your last day on this planet, did it make one bit, bit of difference that God gave you the gift of life? And the most important of those existential questions, you ready for this? Whose are you? Whose are you? And if you don't know whose you are, 
then knowing who you are is a lot more difficult. And when we get back, we're going to talk about some of the issues that are just killing America today and why it's not a black and white answer. Why some could call it a ball and other people see it as a strike. Or some call it a strike while other people see it as a ball. What does it have to do with? It all has to do with our BS. I'm Mr. Black, and we'll be right back. construction business constructing memories relationships new ideas and a legacy that will outlive us life is best imagined as a construction project at like it matters we craft tools and teach you how to use them mr black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream one of those tools is individual life counseling the best analogy is a life caddy because sometimes you just need another set of eyes a second tool books by mr black always opening up your mind Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. Tune in each Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on Freedom 1570 for Garden Talk Radio. It's the Gardening with Joey and Holly radio show, topic-focused, guests from across the country, and answering your garden questions. Send your questions in now to gardentalkradio at gmail.com or call any time to 1-800-927-SHOW. That's every Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on Freedom 1570. Catch the replay Sunday afternoons from 2 to 3 p.m. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net.
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today we're talking about dilemma. And really a dilemma is when you have two belief systems that are opposing each other. But it doesn't become a dilemma until you have to take action. Until you have to take action. And remember, no one responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. No transactional analysis tells us it's a stimulus and a response. But the mind is six times faster than we can talk. And so when someone does something or says something, the stimulus, we don't respond immediately to that. What happens is we go to what we know. We go to our past. We see something from our past. We hear or say something from our past and or we feel something from our past. And then based on that, then we respond. See, we're not responding on what people actually are saying or doing. We're responding to our narrative about what they're saying or doing, the narrative about why they're saying it. Remember, that's the story I started with, with the three umpires. They're at a bar having some drinks, talking about the, the problems of their, their, their profession, about balls and strikes. And the first umpire said, some balls, some strikes, and I call them as they is. The second umpire says, some balls and some strikes, and I calls them as I sees them. While the third umpire said, some balls, some strikes, but they ain't nothing till I calls them. Logical. And that's how it is in everything else in life. So what, is it, what does this matter? Here's an article. I heard this on the news yesterday. Nearly half of white evangelicals choosing not to get vaccinated. Oh, amazing, half. Because uh, we're in Texas now. Uh, the mask mandate's been lifted. But uh, uh, they kept the mandates. A lot of stores kept requiring masks. And over the last couple of days, uh, I realized some stores have removed the sign, but they're not saying anything. And so I went to Walmart, sorry, but I went to Walmart three days ago. I had my mask on. There's no sign that the door where it always is. And then I see someone without a mask on. Most everybody else has them on. I'm going around, and I see another person without a mask on. And I see like three or four people out of hundreds. There's not many, but some. And so I take my mask off. The very next day, which was Monday, I went to the same exact Walmart, walked in there again. This time I saw the sign off to the side, not in front where it used to be, but off the side. So I did not go in with a mask, didn't even have one in my hand. And not a single person in that Walmart had their mask off. Every single person was masked. It was the most uncomfortable 25 minutes of my life. I didn't make eye contact. I felt like I had diarrhea, uh, and if I didn't clinch tightly, I was going to lose it there. So I would walk around with my breath held, yeah, with my cheeks tight, right? It was the most uncomfortable thing I had felt. No one was mean to me. No one said anything to me. I didn't make eye contact, so I don't know if people were looking at me funny. But this is what's going on. See, we've been conditioned. And nearly half, and one thing I'm going to tell you right now, as I go around and I see people choosing not to wear masks, I'm just going to be honest with you. 85, 90% of the people that I saw yesterday when I went to uh, um, Costco, oh no, it was Sam's Club, Sam's Club, about 10 to 15% of the people did not wear masks. 80, 85% did. And I'm telling you right now, every single person I saw without a mask was white. Every single person. I'm not saying all white people didn't wear masks. Oh, there were lots of white people wearing masks. I'm saying every single person without a mask on 
is white. I can't tell you how many people of color I've seen driving down the street in their car, windows up with their mask on by themselves. It's conditioning. And it's creating a white versus black. This is what they want to do. They want to create a race war. Uh, because, man, instability. That means you've got to depend on government. That's why there's troops in the D.C. and they'll stay there. Currently, he said, we still have the freedom to choose whether to get a shot or not, said Samuel Gerard, a deacon at Northwest Community Church. But local evangelists are not surprised to learn that nearly half of all white men and women who share their religious beliefs nationwide are skipping the vaccine. I know people at my church, like Sunday school teachers, for instance, who have both shots, but most people aren't. And I'm telling you right now, when I heard that, it made all the sense in the world because the government is creating a dilemma. You got all these black churches, all these, and what am I talking about? Well, Warnicky, Warnock, sorry, I always want to call him Warnicky. Self uh, Senator Ralph Raphael Warnock deletes Easter tweet after backlash. Now, this guy is the head of one of the largest black churches, I think, in America, I know in Georgia, right? So Reverend, I can't believe he's called a reverend, Ralph Warnock, the newly elected Democratic senator from Georgia, deleted an Easter tweet from his account after receiving significant backlash online. Quote, the meaning of Easter is more transcendent than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to think about that. The greatest act in the history of the world, God crucified and then coming back to life. More transcendent than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is a pastor who has led a church of thousands, tens of thousands, for decades in Georgia. These are called Christians. Now, it's a black church, so a majority of them, I'm sure, are black in there. He says, this is what Warnock says, whether you are a Christian or not, through a commitment to helping others, we're able to save ourselves. What? I'm beginning to smell a big... We're able to save ourselves. Yeah. Didn't you hear what Jesus cried out in the desert? Please, God, if there's any other way, Father, please... I don't want this cup. Please, if there's any other way, let it pass from me. What? Any other way to do what, you might ask? To reconcile God to man, to save man from hell. If there was any other way, then God's just mean. God got his son butchered and bled out. Is that really who you think God is? That's not it at all. And this is what Benjamin Watson, Christian author, called about the sentiment. Easter is not a story for moral motivation towards good works. The resurrection reveals reveals our inability to save ourselves in this life or the next, proving Jesus alone holds that power, urging people to help others need not come at the expense of doctrine. To do so is heresy. And then uh, who is this other person? Uh, Hold on. I don't know. Jenna Ellis. Jenna Ellis, uh, the lawyer for Trump before. This is a false gospel and heresy. We cannot save ourselves. The absolute truth and only meaning of Easter that matters is the literal physical resurrection of Jesus. Now, why does this matter? Because the greatest, most religious person who ever occupied the White House, the most decent man who ever be called an American to ever put on skin, uh, Joe Biden, he did an Easter message. Now, the interesting thing, he did it on Monday after Easter. He did it with the Easter bunny with a mask on. And he mentioned coronavirus seven times. You know what he never once mentioned? Jesus. Never once. But yeah, he's the most religious guy. Boy, he loves his Catholicism, doesn't he? You know the thing. And isn't America in love with Joe Biden's Catholicism? Yeah, they're not interested in what Amy Comey Bryant's Catholicism, but sure are interested 
Call me Barrett. Sorry. That's why I got John there. He can get, keep me in line. <laughs> How about this one from notthebee.com? Notthebee.com. Ready for this? Best-selling devotional has a prayer that literally says, Dear God, please help me to hate white people. Yep. That's what I said. It's a New York Times bestseller. It's a Christian devotional. Ready for this? Yeah. The book, A Rhythm of Prayer, a collection of meditations for renewal, features a prayer from Shaniqua Walker Barnes Mercer. And by the way, she's an associate professor of practical theology. So she teaches people about God. Isn't that amazing? And she has a prayer that begins with, Dear God, please help me to hate white people. Gross. Yeah. So, and then we know, we know what's going on. We know that there's mRNA in there. We know. Look up the word luciferase. And look, it's got Lucifer's name in it, luciferase. Look up hydrogel. These are markers, the number of the beast. And what brought this on? I got this. I counsel a lot of people. And so I got this this message three days ago. Good morning. So we're in Mexico with friends. I'm not going to give you names. With friends. And when we leave, they shove this thing up your nose for COVID testing. It's the last flight for season with Sun Country. And if they give us a false positive, we are stuck here. We all feel we have already had COVID. I just didn't get a positive test. There is somewhere, uh, there is somewhere that we can go. We can go into town and get a negative test. You pay for it. But their friend, who's a devout Christian, who's really into authority, who's, uh, anyways, he feels that that they're going to open the door to Satan by lying, even though they're also being deceived on the other side. And so then, do we get forced vaccinations with aborted babies? She wanted to know my thought, and then I reported back to her. So the thing they stuck up your nose already released artificial intelligence in your body. The back of the nose is the quickest way to get something into your brain. If saliva is the release point, then why do we? Ha- uh, that's why we have to wear masks. Then why not do a saliva test? And I said they already deposited dust-sized particles that are artificial intelligence. So that's one thing. On the second thing, you, you're dealing with Michael's belief system, and once you understand that, you're dealing with someone else's belief system. You've got to function in that belief system. I did not realize I'm out of time. My apologies. You're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. The institutions use the markets to create income and get better returns for their investors. They are consistent year after year using tools that most people know nothing about. Learn the skills to invest and trade with the institutions at a free investing class in our local Twin City Center or virtually at 952-814-4410. Discover the tools the institutions use daily at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com. Did you know that the Freedom 1570 mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on the app that will automatically start streaming Freedom 1570 at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake up with Matt Ray or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free Freedom 1570 app today. 